Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by ZealCigars.com, CigarSoapbox.com, and as always, coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. I am actually running the board today, and if, if you're trying to figure out who I am, my name is Bradley, and uh, you're listening to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast. So uh, today's going to be kind of a cool, cool day, and uh, pretty interesting because we're, we're doing part two of the haunting of the Wreath family uh, with my son, Camden. Camden, say hi to people. What's up, everybody? Yeah, you guys, if you probably, you probably listened to part one, which is a little bit of a background on uh, on our story about what we've experienced and everything. Like that. We're going a little bit deeper into the background of the haunting of the Wreath family and what has happened and everything like that and how we thought this actually began. And I'll tell you a little, little bit of my story and some stuff that'll probably turn you white. So if you are into ghost stories and like Mr. Nightmare type stuff, uh, sit back, buckle up. It's going to be kind of crazy, but we are going to give you some, some truth behind this kind of stuff because obviously, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm going to give you some background uh, behind that. Uh, we are no, we are not smoking any cigars today. My son is not of age yet to quite smoke. He's not 21, yeah. uh, but he is playing with a really cool knife and uh, I'm hoping that nothing goes wrong with that knife because he keeps playing with it so hey, I'm, uh, I'm a boy i know i know i know you give I know. a boy a knife and a ladder <laughs> and right. occupied for hours exactly exactly so uh well last time if you remember came in we were talking a little bit about um you know how your generation sees uh the supernatural and what hollywood puts into your minds yeah. continually and so and one of the things i wanted to ask about uh i said i said hollywood you know basically normalizes the use of like Ouija boards, seances and things like that. Right. Um, and I said, but you've never did anything like that. And then you stopped me in the last podcast. You're like, well, I didn't want to tell you this when I was a little boy, but, <laughs> and so finish up that story. And I'll tell you my history with Ouija boards and everything like that. And how I think they actually be dangerous and stuff like that. So go ahead and t- tell me about the story. First of all, I don't condone playing with a Ouija board. Right, right. right? Of course. It's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I've been yeah. told my, uh, my girlfriend's mom, she really hates, the whole idea of like Ouija boards and everything. Right. She yeah. was like, she told me the other day, she was like, she was like, Camden, don't, don't play with any Ouija boards. Nothing like that. I'm right. Like, oh, never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I promise. I, I no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, so what, how old were you when this happened? I was, I think I was around like a freshman in high school, freshman, oh, okay. uh, slash eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I was over at, uh, Sam's house. Okay. And we, um, it was me, Sam. Sam's your best friend. Sam is my yeah. best friend, yeah. yeah. Uh, me, Sam, uh, my friend Mason, and my friend uh, JT. Mm-hmm. And we were all over at Sam's house, and Sam had a little, like, game room. And I remember we were all talking about, like, scary stories and, like, like paranormal activity and stuff like that. And I was sharing mm-hmm. my own stories because Sam likes to hear about them and stuff like that. And right, right, right. I remember... Uh, uh, I think it was, I, one of us had the brilliant idea to be like, hey, let's go buy a Ouija board, you know, like, and at this time we were like kids, like we didn't have any money. Right, right. And I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to ask my dad for money to buy a Ouija board. Because I would not have given of it. Of course. Yeah. Like you, you'd, you'd be like, what are you doing, Cannon? Yeah. What are you up to? And we weren't going to ask any other parents. So we figured we'd make one. Uh, and uh, we looked it up. We looked it up on like the internet and stuff like that. And uh-huh. like, we followed the instructions. Okay. Like a, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, yeah. Cause you can make Ouija boards. You yeah. Can, you can, yeah. 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 We, we made it like pretty good to scale on a piece of cardboard mm-hmm. and, um, we wrote, you know, ABCD, you know, whole alphabet. What yes, did you no. use for like the, the, the thing you put your hands on? What'd you use for that? Oh, they had an actual, um, Sam used to have one, I think. Also, he had one of those like little, he had, he had a little eye thing. Yeah. Or was, a, yeah. No, it wasn't that. Oh, it was a sh- it was a like a glass. It was a whiskey glass. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's okay. what I, I thought. It was something else. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was a little whiskey glass, and I remember it was just big enough to fit over the thing. Like it okay. was, it was, 
Yeah, it was pretty small. It was okay. about, I wanted. I want to say it was a shot glass, but all of our hands fit, fit on it. It was a little smaller. Anyway, that's not important. Anyway, so we we you know we started. Sorry, I heard like a. Are you okay? Yeah, I heard the motorcycle. Yeah, it's like, just motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, we all started playing with it, and of course we were all freaked out. I know this is a bad idea. I know this is stupid. I'm like, guys, this is this is dumb. Um. I know this is bad. My dad always told me this was bad. <laughs> Right. My dad always told me it's gonna bring weird stuff, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Invites in crazy and stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, we were kids, and right. I sat back and watched this. Oh, okay. And um, Sam had a Sam had a VR, like an Oculus. Oh yeah. At the yeah, time, yeah. and you know the uh, the VR, it, it it has little cameras on it where right. it shows like the room, so you can make your little circle and when you where you're gonna play. Uh huh. And so I had this. I had that on. And I had the camera on so I could see the room through, like, the Oculus thing. Mm-hmm. And the Oculus tracks uh, things that are in the room. Okay. Like, so that there's nothing in your way, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, w- I, put the, I put it on so that just in case that, like, we, just in case something could, was there and I could see right, it. Right, right, right. And, and they were like, okay, Ken, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, so they all started playing with it. I'm looking around in the Oculus just trying to see if there's anything around. And they start asking it questions and... Uh, we get, we don't really get any answers at this point, mm-hmm. and um, and I was like I was like and then, I was like, and then Mason I think Mason was like, Ken it's not gonna work because like all of us have to do it, and I was like oh okay, here we go. So they dragged you into it. They didn't drag me into it. I I you had curiosity. I I reluctantly quote yeah. unquote reluctantly <laughs> right agreed. right I right. was I was curious obviously okay so I I go over there and I I put my hands on the or I put my fingers on the the thing and we start asking it questions and I don't know. I really don't remember what questions we asked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it did move. It moved to like a few places. It moved to like, yes, no. stuff like that, it didn't spill out words. It didn't spill out words or anything mm-hmm. like that. I didn't say like kill or death or anything mm-hmm. like that. Sure. I just remember we asked it questions <clears throat> and of course, like we all asked it like teenage boy questions. Like, right. You know, I'm not going to get into it. It's, right. it's teenage. You don't want you know, teenage boy you, questions on there. You don't want yeah. a teenage but qu- Becomes boy rated R real quick. Right, yeah. <laughs> and um, and pretty soon, like, the room got super cold. Really? Yeah. Like, I remember it dropped down to, like, 50 degrees. What? Yeah. And I remember I, uh, I, I like, we were, like, like, Mason was, like, dude, it's so cold in here. And we were, like, we were, like, we were, like, I was, like, I was, like, yeah, it is kind of cold in here. Yeah. And it was freezing. And I checked, I went over and checked the thermostat because Sam's mom usually was just home. Yeah. His dad was out a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I checked the thermostat and it was at like 70, 72 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it got super cold in that room. And this is Phoenix, Arizona. So when it gets super cold, it's very Yeah, noticeable. and this was during the summer. Yeah. This was not during the winter. Oh, wow. And um, Sam got freaked out. He didn't get freaked out. He was like, he was like, you know, this is my house, man. I don't want any like weird stuff happening right? here. And yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, don't worry, Sam. Everything's gonna be okay. Um, I don't think that was enough to convince him. But then we started like we started playing with it a little more. Nothing crazy happened. It's just the room temperature dropped down like four, 50 so degrees. You, and that's consistent with what people say. Yeah, people say that that that's it got happened. Chilling. Yeah, there. and and then after that, um. We dropped it and we went off to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really talk about it. And then uh, when we were all about to leave, um, I think JT JT slept over. I didn't sleep over. I had to, I had to go. Um, 
Sam was like, what do I do with the Ouija board? Here, Camden, you take it. I'm like, I'm not going to take the Ouija board. Yeah. First of all, I don't want a Ouija board in my house. Yeah. Second of all, if my dad <laughs> finds this, he's going to be, yeah. he's going to, I'll burn it. I'll burn it. He's going to go I'll be crazy. mad at you. I'll be mad yeah, at you. He's going to be yeah. mad at me. I yeah, 100%. Like, and so I was like, I have a great idea. I'm going to burn the Ouija board. So I take it outside into the, and I was like, I was like, Sam, can I burn the Ouija board in your backyard? And he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, just make sure to clean it up. And I was like, okay, I will. And so he's like, and so I start burning the Ouija board. I take like a, I take like a lighter and I'm like burning it and stuff like that. Did and it burn up? I, it had trouble burning up. I know that. Like, well, that could have been because yeah, because it, it was yeah. it, it was windy. Right, 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 right. And okay. I remember I felt bad because like. All the pieces of like burnt cardboard blew in the wind into his pool. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. I was like, I didn't. I pretend like nothing happened. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. So, so in when you were doing that, were you thinking to yourself like, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with stuff that I probably should be messing with? I knew what I was doing. Right, was right, right. Wrong and against what my parents told me. Okay, but you know, this was curiosity this killed was the curiosity. cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like nothing crazy happened. We didn't get mm-hmm. possessed or anything like that, which is what I thought would happen. I thought that something would move, you know, because of our past experiences. You know? Sure, I thought sure. something would move. And well, here's my like, question for you. Do you think that that played into some of the stuff that we have in our house right now because of what you did with them? Do you think maybe a, a, an evil spirit attached itself to you? I think you know? maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't really experienced it. Because I never crazy. heard that till just now, you know. And so, and you know, I'm a big person on owning what you did. Right. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, you own it. So. I was like, I was like. 14, 13. Right. So I was like, I was scared to tell my parents. But it was after that that all the crazy stuff uh, up up here, or was it before that? No, no, no. It had to be like that time because when the, for example, when the drawer shot out mm-hmm. and, and we saw it, that was after that. That was after the Ouija board thing because you said you were an eighth grade a freshman and that happened when you were a sophomore or junior. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 I guess it did happen after that. Yeah. I never really contributed to that. I'm telling you, dude. There could be there could be stuff that you do. Well, one of the questions that people are going to ask, and and I think Hollywood plays this into a lot, is how do you get ang- how do you get demons attached to you, or how does that happen, or does it happen? You know, a lot I've of heard, times I've heard many different things like uh, family history. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, let me set, let like, me separate this like like relatives making deals with like the demons, devil or some demons, yeah, and like for like wealth and stuff like that, and. So that gets attached through the family and so stuff let me, like that. Let me say let me say a couple things. I think there's two ways to look at this. One, there's like a biblical truth way, and then there's another way where Hollywood tells you this is what happens. Like for example, do I believe that you can bring in a cursed object and a demon come out into your house? I don't know necessarily if that's true. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything such a thing as a cursed object. Mm-hmm. I think there is. Yes. Why, in fact, why, it's in the Bible that, that there is. Yeah. What, what 100%. cursed objects? Um, I believe that there there are. Uh, objects that are that demonic entities will attach themselves to for the sake of glorifying evil. And the, for uh, giving a good example of this, um, uh, you know, you've heard of the Conjuring, the, the Annabelle doll, yeah, the Annabelle doll. Uh, there's been many different types of cursed objects like that in the past. Where it's, it's not a matter of somebody actually just cursing the object; right. it's a matter of demonic entities have chosen that object to. Um, attach themselves to for the sake of tormenting people around them, okay. you know? So, uh, for, but why don't they just torment people? Why do they need the object in the first place? Uh, 
sometimes, and this is the thing about if we're getting angels and demons and everything like that, and God and Satan and everything. Um, what Satan wants to do more than anything is confuse people by believing he doesn't exist. That's the first thing. Um, second, he wants to show off that he's more powerful. For example, if you start yelling and screaming, God, show up and do something, God, show up and do something, he doesn't. And you say, okay, Satan, you show up and do something else and something moves off the shelf. What are you doing? You're, You're thinking, right. exactly. And so that's the whole purpose of why somebody, it takes faith to believe in Christ versus, I don't think it takes any faith to believe in the devil. It's like the, it's like the quick way to right. faith. Yeah, exactly. So people go, and I've heard multiple people say this before, and I would say that this is true of me in a little bit, that I never believed in God until I saw the devil, you know, and then right. when you see demonic activity or something like that happen, people get very, very cautious and people are like, whoa, yeah. that's kind of creepy. I've never heard about that. I didn't know that existed, you know, um, but this is this is where I think this is really interesting. And you talk about the sins of the father. Go to your son. Um, <laughs> so the way that I believe this happened in our life and where it all started was you played with Ouija yeah. So yeah. before I became a Christian, um, it would literally the day before I left to go to the church retreat that I actually became a Christian on yeah. when I was a freshman in high school. Um, I was playing with a Ouija board and I had been playing with Ouija boards and I had been having seances in the attic with my buddies um, and playing with Ouija boards. And I was not mildly into it. I was into it. I wasn't screwing around with it. I thought that I was worshiping Satan. I believed that I was into this. I gave up on God. In fact, I remember um, grandma and grandpa wreath, you know, one's Methodist, one's Catholic. And so I kind of grew up Methodic. So as a result, like I didn't really care. I just thought that religion was a bunch of rules and everything else like right. that. And so, but when I played around with this Ouija board, it would move, and I would talk to what I believe were spirits and everything did else you, like that. Did you, would you play by yourself sometimes? Yes, and 100%. Would it, and it would move. Yeah, and I wasn't really afraid of that. I felt I felt like I was powerful, okay. you know, and I felt like I was very it would, powerful. It would move when you were alone? Uh, yes, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Now, were there times that I'd move it and try to get to say something? Of course. But there are other times I, I – so I knew that there was a spiritual force out there. I didn't know – I wouldn't say that it was God or anything else like that. But I definitely started playing Ouija boards back when I was – and this had to be eighth grade, ninth grade, eighth and ninth grade. What do you What do you think about people who uh, – like, what do you think about the, the idea of ghosts, like dead dead people's souls that are trapped here? <clears throat> so so it's, it's really interesting. There's, there's only one time in all of Scripture that the term ghost is ever used. Um, that isn't like Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, yeah. or something like that. And it's an actual term – um, where there's a, there's, uh, the prophet Samuel or, or Saul actually goes to this, it's, it's called the witch of Endor. It's in second, first and second Samuel. Um, he goes to this witch because he's getting ready to go out against battle and he's afraid God won't be on his side. So he wants to raise the old prophet Samuel from his dead, from the dead. And she conjures his spirit and it says it's Samuel's ghost. How do you think you know? witchcraft works in the way, do you think it's demonic? Do you think they, they use that? Power through like demon, like demons or well, demonic power. Yeah, I, I th when I think about saying because, because obviously the witch doesn't have any power; it's just the demon that's right. Right. Maybe they made a deal or something like that. Well, that whole deal and stuff with the devil. I'll get into that in a second, but like the the idea that they can, I think what demonic entities want to do is fool you into thinking that you control them, but they're really controlling you. Right. It's basically their master manipulator. So oh, gotcha. it, as a result, they're like, yeah, yeah, ask me to do this and I'll do this for you and so on and so forth. And I think that a lot of people don't realize and, or they forget that demons are billions and billions and oh, trillions, yeah. however old, yeah, yeah, as yeah. old as, as old as creation itself. Right. You know, they're, right. 
They've been studying human beings for a long time. They've studied human beings since the beginning. Right. And they know exactly what makes us afraid. They know exactly what we'll believe. They know we're gullible. They know everything. A hundred percent. And I don't think people realize just how intelligent they are. Not, Mm -hmm. not just like, like they, I think a lot of people think that they're just malevolent, uh, Spirits or something. Spirits like that. that just that just want to cause harm. They don't really think about it, you know. Well, this is, I was just talking to a, a buddy of mine before we came on here, and he was he was asking me questions about um, spiritual warfare, and I said, I think that the quickest way that that you know the evil one attacks Christians in particular is the marriage, because if you can divide a, a, a husband and wife, then you can actually destroy a lineage of people. So, for example, if if the spiritual warfare would have broke up mom and I, right. okay, then that my influence on your life and my influence on Savannah and, and Madeline's life would be greatly diminished. Mm-hmm. And then, or let's say I cheated on mom or something like that. Or let's say I, I did something horrible. I, I took a bunch of money and I left all you guys and you left you by, like that is a way to actually diminish the spiritual impact of a person's life for like generations. Right. So that your son will have nothing to do with me, yeah. you know? And then that, that his son will have nothing to do with, with Papa Bradley in, in you know, in 2023 or anything like that. Yeah. So like that, that's important to, to understand. So I think part of the, part of the problem here is that humans thinking that they're, they're more than they ought to be. Right. Like they think that I can control this. I can do this, or I'll just play with this a little bit, or I'll just watch this for a little bit. I think that C.S. Lewis's book called Screwtape Letters. I've read that. Yeah, yeah. It's a great book. And I think that anybody who's interested in how demons really work should watch that. Moreover, they're, they're calling this new movie out, Nefarious, as the C.S. Lewis movie of today. Like, it's all about this demon talking to this guy who he thinks he's in control, and the demon's manipulating him the whole time. Right. And not to mention that in this movie, it's one. the reason I think the movie's very important is because it's one of the few movies telling the truth about what evil's out there and how it manipulates people. And here's the thing. Most of the time, this stuff doesn't happen yeah. to people because Satan doesn't want you to believe in him. He does. He wants you to believe that like he doesn't exist and everything's okay, and you go ahead and live your life like there's no God. And right, you're, you're and God. Yeah. I, I I see a lot of people saying like, oh, if the devil wants to scare us so bad, why doesn't he just show up and do this huge show of power and big show of 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 like fear? You know, I'm like, I'm, I always think I'm like, if he did that, then not just whatever would a lot of people believe in him they would also believe that there is god too mm-hmm. you know and they would believe in all the sp- the spiritual realm and everything like right. that and that's not what he wants what does scare me though is the amount of um artists and people today that are unashamedly using like satan as a ploy right. to like sell their merch and stuff like that like it's and they did this in the, like the like the old rock bands back in the, the day. They would put like a pentagram on a drum, be yeah. like, "Yeah, dude, we worship the devil." And it was all just a ploy to sell more albums, right? right? Because yeah. kids are rebellious and they'll buy stuff like that. And people are thinking today, it's like that. But un- unfortunately, either those artists or the people buying the music don't recognize that they're all being played, mm-hmm. you know, by one great evil entity. That's like, yeah, go ahead, yeah. And and not to mention that. Satanists in and of themselves, and it's in their creed. If you read Satanic creeds, um, which I have, I understand. I've, I've read the Satanic Bible before. I know exactly what they think, what they believe. They're more he, they're more hedonistic than they are anything else, and humanistic. Like he, what is he? Oh, hedonistic is all about pleasure, right? And then humanistic is it, humans are the greatest, biggest form of anything else. So, uh, and and after that, they're basically atheists, right? Um, so 
but when when you when you think about it, they they want to um put satanic stuff on display uh brutally honest in your face saying yes we are satanists this is who we are and you should just accept us who we are yeah and i think that's that's kind of a i don't think they understand how they're being used you know and i think that's that's kind of one of the ploys but I think the, it is, yeah i think it doesn't help that it's been it's been lar- largely modernized today well yeah where I, people are like oh yeah it's cool to be a satanist right know? yeah I, I've, I've heard that before too i mean but when i'm like well you i mean if you think it's cool to be a satanist or cool to play with the demonic and everything like that you're the one being used not backward it's right. backwards you don't think you think you're using them for power and yeah. so on and so forth that's the whole point is to you know it, there's a there's a line in an old movie uh, called Reservoir Dogs. By, oh, yeah. yeah. And he said the greatest, uh, Kevin Spacey said, the uh, greatest uh, lie the devil, the great, greatest deception? The greatest thing that the devil ever did was convince the world that he never existed. Yes, exactly. And so that people that listen to this, if they don't think we're crazy, some will. Some, yeah. will, li- some will be like, listen to these guys talk about this stuff. This is so stupid, right? Yeah. right? Which they, they haven't experienced the thing that we, and that's the whole, that's the hard thing to debate. It's hard to debate experience. So like when someone says like that's the one thing that when I ask you about especially shared experience right yeah so like when I ask you about stuff that I'm like I'm like so tell me about your relationship with God and stuff like that you won't debate that with me you'll be like okay so I've seen stuff yeah I can't not believe God exists right. I can't not believe I've seen things not to mention like you there's things that you've been you've been privileged to that other people haven't been privileged to um, because you were a pastor's son like for example I remember going in to uh, to pray over a, a child that was born brain dead and he and by all means he was dead on the table and he was brain dead and the doctors and everybody else said he was brain dead and God told me to go back into the hospital. It's the only time I ever heard there's two times I ever heard the voice of God where God impressed it very strongly on me to go do something. Uh one was I asked God, I said, I'll go wherever you want me to go. And he said, Norway. Still trying to figure that one out yet. Okay. The second one was uh, I was leaving the hospital. The baby was brain dead. It had been born and everything else like that. And God's like, go back in and pray for the baby. While the parents were there and the doctors were getting ready to wrap it all, all up. And I was like, okay. And I did out loud. And everybody was angry because they thought I was like cruel because then we knew the child was going to die and that's it. Yeah. And the, the death certificate, that, that that's all getting all ready and everything like that. And as I prayed and then left, an hour later, I get a phone call and the baby's completely healed. No way. Completely healed. No, baby Nolan, it was his name. No, no, Nolan, baby Nolan. Do you still have contact? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100% yes. It's a whole verified story. Verified. It's in medical documents. It's a verified uh, miracle. Yes, 100%. And the doctor's like, we don't know what happened. Literally, one of my buddies, uh, remember, remember Mr. Justin, right? Right. Okay. Just, Justin. Justin Kruger, Kruger. Justin Kruger. Kruger. Okay. Justin, you. great guy. Love you, Ju- Justin, if you're hearing this. You know, even Justin was telling me, man, it's, it's not going to be good for the baby with what, what just happened, man. Very few ever make it, and if they do, they're they're vegetables. Because it was something about the the umbilical cord, um, right. blood going back into the yeah. brain and, and and making the brain. That smell. almost happened to Madeline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we, we and, and God saved her. So so here here's the crazy part behind all this. So I've seen things, I've experienced things. I, there's no way you can convince me otherwise that like. You know, God, God exists, this, that the devil exists and everything like that. And the context by which I'm to understand who God is, I know is the Bible. But out in the real world today, there's so many messages that your generation's getting about who God is, what demons are and everything else like that. And they're rolling off like crazy. Yeah. Like, so, so when you think about that, if you were to take like 
the top three movies that you thought were accurate to portraying what evil was, what are those movies? And I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours. Evil or demonic or what have you. They portrayed it. Nothing, nothing in the movie itself was evil. It's just Hollywood, right? It's, right. Just, it's just kind of art. But sometimes it could be evil. But what are the top three movies that you've seen? Because you've seen some horror movies, and you, and you came back and you're like, Dad, that, there's one just recently you told me about. And you were like, Which one? I'm doing it. Oh, smile. smile. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, so, so like, so there's certain things that hit you, and I know that your spirit, I, I know that, Christ lives in you. I also know that like there is you're spiritually like when this is what I know about my son. When he is not comfortable spiritually in, in a situation, he he'll, he'll let he'll let it be known like nope, 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 nope. Don't want to do this. And when you saw that movie, you call first you text me and you're like that I saw the scariest movie in my yeah, life. Yeah, it was the scariest feeling ever. Like I left right. I, I I watched it with my girlfriend and Shana, if you're listening, you're probably not, but I love you. Um, <laughs> she told me to shut her. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wanted to. That's okay. Um, I watched it with my girlfriend, and she's like, the things she's afraid of are very specific. Okay. Like, a scary movie does not face her whatsoever. Sure. Okay. Like, she, we watched Smile, and, like, I was, I, w- I did the thing where, like, I kind of, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, trying to be cool. I'm not trying, I'm trying not to look like a wuss in front of my girlfriend. <laughs> Right. I'm like scratching my head. I'm like scratching my eyebrow, but like covering my my eyes. That's <laughs> smart. And That's like, really smart. And yeah. like, she she knows. She's yeah, like, yeah. she's like, she's like, she's like, babe, look, look. And a jump scare. I'm like, oh my god, like that. Yeah. And, uh, and she's she laughs at me when I do that. And I'm okay. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, are you not scared right now? This is the scariest thing ever. And she's like, she's like, what are you talking about? And so we left the theater after the movie, and I was shaking. Yeah, you text was, me immediately. I was looking around. Yeah. I was looking around and like that because that because it's kind of like a psychological uh, slash like demonic thriller. Yes, and yes. Um, about this like demon that. And I watched the movie. I, wa- yeah. I watched the whole thing too. Yeah, it was very scary. And I, I'm like looking around and like, oh my gosh, it, it was. I'm looking around. I'm driving. I'm all silent. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and she's like, she's she's like, she was seriously like worried about me. I'm like, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm like. Yeah, that was, that was the scariest thing, scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. And like now that I look back on it, I was probably exaggerating. Like it's not as scary now that I think about it, but at the time it was terrifying. So that movie, and then um, well, well, let me let me say something oh, about yeah, that. The reason I think that that hit you the way that it hit you, and that sometimes it hits certain people in their generation in your generation, is I think that there there's some people, and I think this is what's really true about your generation. Um, which I think is awesome, by the way. I'm a pro Gen Zer guy. So if you guys are like, oh, those the worst generation. No, 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 no. We were also the worst generation. Gen X was the worst generation. You know, the millennials were the worst generation. Right. Like every everyone, generation after yeah, that, we'll every, say the same exactly. thing. You're going to say the same and we're thing. Gonna say, say, we're yeah. going to say the same thing. Your though. son, you're going to be like, what's wrong with yeah, my it's son? Like, right? It's like seniors saying, exactly. like freshmen are like, oh, they're the worst. Right, right. And now when ever. you're a senior, you're right, like, yeah, yeah, we are the worst. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, but here, here's the cool thing. Um, I believe that your generation is so spiritually ready for something different and they want authenticity and they want real truth at the same time. And when they don't experience it or they experience something, there's almost a reaction there, you know, to where, because you you've, your generation has been built on the internet. You've seen right. everything. Like there's not anything you haven't seen already. And you see instant every, access to yes. any media. Right. And you've seen every kind of special effect there is and everything like that. So when something hits you on a soul level and you're like, Whoa, that hit my soul, dude. 
Yeah. They like rock. That like rocked me. It's a it's a it's a thing that I see you happening with your generation a lot, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's really awesome because let me tell you about the one that created your soul. You know that that's where I go automatically as a pastor. Right. Um. So, but like when that hit you, first off, you text me like five minutes after you got out of the theater. I don't know if you're out of the theater yet. You're like, Dad, I just saw the scariest movie in my, in my life. Blah, blah, blah. I had just dropped off Shana. Did you? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what's I up? I was going to text you. I'm scared, Dad. Yeah, Mom yeah. with my girlfriend. Right, right, right. right. So uh, you literally text me, and I'm like, you only text me a couple things. Like, if you're late about something or something really, really rocked you, or if, like, you need help with something. Like, those are three three reasons you'll text. Right. You don't just text me for, to text me. We don't text every day. Yeah. Um, and then and we, li- we live in the same house, but we don't text every yeah. day. We see each other. And uh, all of a sudden, you were like, seriously, I'm coming home. Dad, love you. I'm like, love you too, bud. What, what, are you okay? And you're like, no, I'm scared. And I'm like what right. what's going on and i'm like you're, you're like what and I, I think i called you i'm like you're all right like yeah dude dad this was a scary movie yeah. so like at that point i'm like oh my gosh what was this movie so i had to research it and it wasn't out yet on streaming or anything like that so i yeah. just saw it and i was like well, this is crazy and then i watched the movie i can see why you know you're scared because if that's true then and here's the false pretense that hollywood's preaching um that there's something that a demon can do to go into any person um, at any time just by nature of choosing to smile at them in this way or choosing to go to them or in the way that it did in the movie. And I think what, what happened... I think something that has been uh, become a lot more prominent mm-hmm. uh, in this generation specifically is the, uh, I don't know if it's called the principle, the aspect of Uncanny Valley. Have you heard Say of that? that again? Uncanny Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. What's that? It's like I don't know the dictionary definition, but I can tell you the, like the definition. Uh-huh. Um, Uncanny Valley is like, uh, for example, if you see like a robot, right? Or like you know in movies when they de-age an actor. De- oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. They're the the, fa- the actor. Like, yeah. it looks like a human, right? It looks right. like a person, right? But you can tell that something's off. Right. Your mind tells you, hey, that's not a person. That's not what a person should look like. Your mind can tell that something is off, uh-huh. right? Um, things like that. Uh, that's I, uncanny valley. That's uncanny. It's like valley. a statement. It's like a statement about saying that's uncanny. Yeah, like yeah. like that's that that's not right. Something's not right here. It's, it makes me uncomfortable. What? And so you think your generation hits that? And my, here's my other question. This is this is great. I can go. I can go down. There's like 15 roads I can go down right now. The the best part is, do you think that your generation um, is so quick to go, that's not real? Right. Because everything everything yeah. seems so fake. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when we watch, when we used to watch like Nuke's Top 5 or right. like, or like, uh, like, like, uh, like Chills or something like that on YouTube. Yeah. 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 The, like, like, like Ghost Channels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like Top 10. So scary, when this stuff would happen, we would like literally research it on YouTube and right. try to figure it out. Yeah. 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 Like, like Top 10 scary videos on YouTube. And you see like a you see like a like something scary that happened, you know. Mm-hmm. You, I would always like you. You usually believed it. Like you usually were like, oh yeah, that's definitely real. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I like you can easily fake that mm-hmm. easily. I did that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was I would uh, I made a movie when I was a kid. Remember you that? You did. I do remember it. That it was took me like great. a year to make. Yeah, and you know. You would never really know that it was like set up if if it wasn't presented in a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like you would always have speculation, but there's nothing to prove that it was set up. Right. You know, right, like right. you know things moving around the house, noises on the roof, stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. 
you would never know from that perspective unless it wasn't presented in a movie. You know, if it would, if it wasn't presented in a movie, you would never know. But mm-hmm. since it was presented in a movie format and it was presented that it was a movie, you know, you, right. you know. Right. So, yeah. So here's my question. So Smile was your one of your most scary movies you've seen. More scary movies. Um, that you think is accurate for pure evil. No, just just you think that are that 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 is accurate. Like you believe accurate. This, you you believe I think paranormal I think paranormal activity was pretty accurate. Yes, 100%. In the, in the beginning in the beginning part of paranormal activity, not the uh not like the end where and I'm talking about the first one. Mm-hmm. The second ones get a little crazy with stuff. Right. Like there's right. stuff dropping off the ceilings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um like like the fact that like you know bumps in the night, you know, like chandeliers swinging. Um your blanket being moved because I that happened with you when I was. Yes, I remember that. Um, yeah. Do you mind if I tell I mean, that story? No, don't tell a story. I want to save it for something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm saving. It. I'm saving that one. That, yeah, that's a good. That's a good story. Yeah. Like but you saw that blankets yeah, moving, cabinets yeah. moving, stuff like that. That right, was right. It looked super accurate. It mm-hmm. sounded super accurate to what it would happen, and it's usually like when I experience it, it wasn't something crazy. Like I get, I get picked up by my foot and slammed against the wall. Or yeah. Something no, like that. Noth- nothing like that's ever happened, but. I have been physically hit by an entity before right. when I was in when I was in bed and literally woke your mom up because I was my head was going back and forth and I wasn't trying to wake myself up. Something was hitting me, yeah. and it was it was really kind of crazy. So, we, so what what do you what do you say to somebody who is listening to this and they're like, these guys are making this whole thing up? Like, here's the question: First off, why would we make it up? Right. You know, like, it's what not, do we get out of that? We don't get. So this isn't monetized. We're not yeah, making any money not, out of this. I'm not making money. You're not going to buy cigars because of my scary stories. Yeah, right. it's not, not. That's not the whole point. But I mean, what what do you say to people who doubt that when they're like, no, I've seen. So so one of your friends comes up to you and like, Cam, I heard your story on the podcast with your dad. Whatever, dude. You're so full of it. What that, do you do? That's fine. Like, right. I don't have like. You don't if, have you don't, to, if you don't believe it, that's fine. Right. I right. was just telling a story about what I what I. What but they I don't believe you. They're saying like you're lying about that. That's fine. You can you can believe that. Yeah, but okay. but I don't care. Yeah, I know you don't care. I mean that that's you're so laid back. It's ridiculous. Um, but for me, I'm I'm like, dude, it's real. It's true. And yeah. the more you mess around with this stuff, the more it can happen. And so we don't mess around with this kind of stuff at home. We and don't I think I think someone will experience stuff like this at least once in their life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's mom. Yeah. Well, mom has. Yeah. Tell that story. What story? Mom. Ma- what? You said mom is mom's experiences. No. Oh, they said mom. I think said mom was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I said mom has because I remember her telling me something about it. Oh, mom. Her- also, she's with us like when this stuff happens. So yeah, I mom. Figured. Mom. My wife has seen it. Um, my wife is now. Here, here's the. Let me just give a give my theological breakdown on all this stuff and what I believe it is. So the way that I got to know what this stuff was, and I'll and I'll I'll pretty much end on here is we're at thirty five minutes. We want to go to about forty five, so we got ten minutes. And I think you've heard this story, right, Camden? When the stuff first started ever happening with me, like the dresser falling out. It wasn't the dresser. No, when I was a kid, when I was, oh, when I was the thing in your room. Yes, with the red yes. eyes. Yep, that's yeah. it. So when I was a senior in high school, I was graduating, and four days before I graduated, there were four nights that things happened in in my room in particular. The room is the room in which I play with the Ouija board, by the way. Right. And so I essentially was playing with the Ouija board. And um, was this at the Rich Rich Roadhouse? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. It what later on became Grandma's office. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so what's fascinating, and I and I'll 
I'll explain. This is going to be part two of part three. We have one more one more podcast to shoot on this particular to- topic, but I'll tell you where, where I think everything started. So uh, I, I become a Christian. I put all this stuff away, and I don't, I don't mess with it. So my senior year, uh, I'm getting ready for graduation and everything, and I go to bed one night. I always had labs. I actually had a black lab named Alex. And uh, we just put down our lab name Marley, and we love him and stuff like that, and rip. Um, so Aww, I know. I know we miss Marley. Uh, but so I had a black lab named Alex that would, that would sit next to the bed and, and sleep. And I had a water bed. Yeah, dude, it was the 90s. Water oh, bed. yeah. Um, so basically I went to bed one night, and I, felt like I, and I felt like the room shook from left all the way to right. I felt like something almost went through me to go out the room, like my whole spirit shook, like like I could barely breathe. I got up in my tidy whities go into Grandma and Grandpa's room. I'm like, did you did the truck just drive by the house or something like that? Because they lived on kind of a main road. Right. And I was like, and they're like, no, what are you talking about? To tell you how shook I was by this whole thing, my sisters were having a slumber party. I was a senior, and both of them were in high school. And I go downstairs in my underwear at the slumber party, and I'm like with all these girls, and I'm like, did you guys see something? They're all like, ah, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm putting some clothes. And then I asked them, did, you, did the house shake? And they're like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. That freaked me out enough. I spent the night in Grandma and Grandpa's room on the floor. That really? As a senior. Happened two other nights. Some other stuff happened there. The very last night, um, I, I did. I saw these two red eyes staring back at me. And it freaked me out so, so much so that I went and jumped in bed in between Grandma and Grandpa Reef. Okay. <laughs> and my, my dad, the next morning, gets up, and he wanted to take me to a psych ward. Really? He thought I was crazy. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what you're seeing or something like like that. And so what I did is I was dating a girl at the time named Carrie, and I called her, and she was like, hey, and she was a Christian. She goes, wasn't in your room where you played with that Ouija board and stuff like that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. She goes, didn't you do, like, seances and stuff when you were, like, into Satanism and stuff? I'm like, oh, yeah. She goes, well, do you think maybe it has something to do with it? I'm like, no, because I'm a, I'm a Christian now. Why would they mess with me? She goes, uh, I don't know. Who says because you're a Christian they leave you alone? Yeah. And I'm like, What? And so I call my buddy, my best friend, Dan, my Sam, his, his name was Dan, yeah. Dan Plug. So shout out Dan if you're listening to this. I call him and he's like, yeah, dude, isn't that where you do that crazy stuff? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, I'm going to come over and we're going to exercise it. What? I'm like, yeah, dude, true, true story. I'm like, you guys are like, like 18. We're 18 years old, literally. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about, Dan? He's like, dude, we're going to do it right now, bro. I'm bringing my Bible over. I'm like, what? Fine. What is happening right now? So he comes up in my room, and I have, like, my, my room's a mess. It's like your room. And it's just all, clothes are all over the place. He comes in, and he says, something very distinct about this room I want to tell you about. It smells like death. I'm like, that's just my old gym clothes. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, I don't care. Well, then he takes the Bible, and he starts reading, okay, in the Bible. He's just reading in the Bible. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he, he tells the, the, the demon or the entity, whatever it is, um, to show itself, and on the wall, a dark, a dark shadow like appear. I'm like, I can see it right here. I'll tell you what it looked like. It looked like you know, like when you look at somebody for a long time, and then you look away, and you see the outline of who they are. That's yeah. what it looked like. And now, who who knows? But maybe I was seeing something. Right. But uh, then Dan prays, takes the Bible over to it, and it goes away completely. But it didn't leave the house because my sisters woke up the next week from whatever that was, calling out to both of them. And that story we're going to save for part three. So with that said, guys, I'm going to leave you with the cliffhanger. But we want to hear your feedback on anything you're thinking about with the Haunting of the Reef family. Uh, do me a favor and send an email to Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all one word, Podcast at gmail.com. And just so you guys know, we will be here answering your questions on that. And Cam will be here. We're actually going to plan on doing a live thing where you can call in and ask Camden 
ask me about these questions, which is going to be great. Cam literally needs to go to bed. He got two hours of sleep, and he's, I yeah, see him fading I'm, I'm, right now. I'm fading. <laughs> But big, big, big congratulations to Camden Reith for uh, li- – oh, no, I'm not laughing at That's you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, for being on the podcast oh, today. Being on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much for joining me, Cam. I really do appreciate it. Uh, guys, thank you so very much for listening to the Cut, Line Smoke podcast. If you guys have any questions, comments, or, comments, or insults, go ahead and make sure you email us. Again, Zeal – <laughs> the podcast is brought to you by zealcigars.com, cigarsoapbox.com, and brought to you by the Huddle Up Store Studios. With that said, guys, we are out of here like last year. Peace.